everyone, it's me, your host, Jen. I write a wellness newsletter on Substack called Flab that's all about boosting your body image and self-perception. And on this show, I will talk about it with you. So today's show is all about being a creator and creativity. Um, And if you're new to this show, I am recovered from ED, so everything I talk about will be through the lens of that. Um, You know, so being a creator, especially if you're somebody recovering from ED or has, you know, a tough relationship with their body image, it's going to look a little different for you. Um, If you like this show, you can subscribe for free to the Flab newsletter over at flabwellness.com. So let's get into today's show. I want to start by sharing a story, uh, something that happened in this last week as we were wrapping up the 2022 year and I was, you know, getting ready to just reflect back as, as we all are want to do. And I was sitting on my front porch with a warm cup of coffee, opened up my journal and I go back to my most recent entry only to discover that it was dated January 22nd. So that meant I went the entire year without putting any journal entries in. I made it about three weeks into 2022 of journaling before I abandoned that uh that practice um so you know wanted to reflect like why is this i've done so many different things in wellness like and mental health like why was this the thing that i couldn't keep as a practice ever i'm objectively a writer like i've been published i'm a published journalist i'm a wellness publicist that writes you know tons of copy every week um but I've never, ever, ever in my life been able to keep a journal, a regular journal, I should say. And when I think back on why this is, you know, I thought back to those early days when I would come home with, you know, from the school book fair with a really, really cool journal and it had a lock and key, but my biggest problem there was like, I would definitely always lose the key and, you know, that would be it for that journal. Um, so I'd start to journal with, you know, cooler notebooks that maybe didn't have a, a lock as I got a little older, but, you know, I was so worried that somebody would see it or, you know, that one day my kids were going to break it out and read it and, you know, it had to be recording like these very important things. Um, and yeah like so as a kid I was just so worried that like there was a sense that people were going to read it and it was going to be you know whether my parents or my friends like somebody was going to read it and I should write it as if somebody was going to read it but then it became so watered down that it was really boring it wasn't interesting it wasn't therapeutic um, and that's probably why I never stuck with it and then as I got older the challenge really became kind of what I alluded to earlier where it's like there really wasn't anything notable happening or anything like very interesting that I felt compelled to write on paper so why was I doing this you know if somebody was going to read it and that was the whole purpose of this like why 
was I even bothering to do this? Um, and you know, time went on and I would just sort out my feelings either by like, you know, thinking about them at the end of a long day in bed or, you know, rambling here and there in therapy sessions. Um, one day it just kind of hit me that like I'm a writer like why am I leaving this thing to my brain or my spoken word to sort out I you know anytime I'm giving any sort of talk on anything that's important to me I always have it written down and I always feel so much more confident in the way I deliver important information when I write it down so why am I not writing down my thoughts and I think that's when sort of I had this like big magic moment this aha moment and it was combined with a few things that happened this year um you know I took the David Sedaris master class and was just you know so inspired by him and he closes the class by saying you have a story that's worth telling and that just really inspired me like you know what I do have a story that's worth telling like all those times when I was like there's nothing notable happening there is something really notable happening even if it's just like my day-to-day you know how I relate to the world is so different from you or anyone else you know and that's worth sharing with other people um and you know there was this couple of really big things that I've managed to overcome in my life and been challenged with and you know come out the other side on and I really want to break down how I was able to do that and you know, hopefully be able to be a steward and help more people be able to do that as well. So it, it really kind of like inspired me that like my story is worth sharing and it has purpose, even if it's just one person that I impact with it. Um, the other big thing that happened this year was one of my favorite, favorite authors, Holly Whitaker. Um, she was known for Stoning the Tempest and writing the book Quit Like a Woman. Um, and she had a really crazy 2021. I won't get into all of it because it's kind of complicated, but the gist is that, you know, she was left without the thing that she created. Basically, like this whole platform and concept and everything was taken away from her. And this like big thing that she made and that impacted me so so much and was so personal to me and in helping me like reframe my relationship with alcohol like it was all gone from her and she had to start over from from scratch and I read her first newsletter that she posted on Substack and it was all just about like I'm a writer this is what I have to do I'm not doing a blog because a blog feels too formal, too precious, too just like something that needs to be a little bit more edited almost or produced. And Substack just allowed her to just like go, like, here you go. Here's a pen and paper. Put your thoughts down. Share it out with people. You can monetize it. It's it's basically like a way to be your own entrepreneur, but also just like 
no frills, just go, just write. That's what you're here to do. And it, that really resonated with me. Like I started thinking about what social media platforms I was using. And I was like, you know, it's Substack is really one that is aligned with my values of like not being on video and photo and worrying about the way I look so much, especially like to other people. Um, and you know, I just sort of was like, I started as a reader and as I continued, I was like, you know, just, you know, just kind of got absorbed into that community. I was able to speak with people on the platform is really cool. Um, and then this week, an inscribed copy of her book came because I was a follower and early subscriber. I was able to get a signed copy of her book and I had sent away for it like, I don't know, six months ago maybe. And it just showed up this week exactly when I needed it to show up. I wasn't, I was, I had honestly like lost hope that it was coming. And. It showed up and she inscribed it with a note saying, what you see in me, that's you. It's in you already. You have more courage than you already know, right? Especially when you're scared too. So I just wanted to share, you know, that and kind of relate that to Flab and sort of why I came up with this concept. Um, the idea came to me really out of nowhere. I hadn't asked for it, uh, but I listened to it and I stayed up late every night for a week, you know, with friends, like bounce, you know, WhatsApping them, sending them headlines or logos or names and my first article and just, you know, really getting everything perfect, like my about section. And, you know, within a week I created like this whole concept and platform and first issue. And it was literally like giving birth, like everybody says about creating content or writing a book or something like that. It was like a big endeavor. And by the end of the year, I reached my goal of 10 issues being published. Um, and you know, since public, since starting Flab in like either July or August this summer, sometime this summer, I've doubled the size of the community. I've reconnected with people I'd fallen out of touch with, people I had never met, subscribed. I was able to connect with some of the authors that I love the most. Um, and most importantly, I heard from subscribers that flab had helped them and you know even though it might not be the same volume after each uh, each issue each issue did have you know a handful of people always reaching out saying that the issue helped them and to me that is just so like that's everything and that's why I'm that's what's like keeping me powering on to be able to do this even though it's like something I'm doing in my spare time which I have no spare time as a parent so it's it's really important and really special to me um it really just showed me that this idea of creating a place where there's no images of other people's bodies um and sharing stories about eating disorder recovery alongside wellness advice that doesn't carry any undertones of diet culture that there was demand for this and 
you know, I've been so light so far, I would say. I've, I'd say I've just dipped my toe in, in terms of sharing my real stories of ED and, you know, how it still is showing up in my life in terms of, like, the body image issues that linger for years and years, even after you've recovered from ED. Um, and I want to do that a little bit more in the audio portion of this newsletter, like in the in the podcast here, because, you know, obviously if you're listening, we're 12 minutes in, you, you care about this, like you're a super fan. And I feel like here we can be like a little bit more authentic um, that maybe then maybe I'm scared to do on the kind of written form where somebody can more easily scan or scroll to a section and and read that but for you guys that are listening in um I'm definitely making it a goal of mine to get a little bit more vulnerable on the podcast version of Flab um and with that I just wanted to share something that came up this week again um you know I put out this issue on creativity and creating um and just felt the following day such a strong sense of body image um dissatisfaction and it was really sad because i spent the whole day talking about like creative creativity and like how it just like needs to come out of you and how creativity will set you free and you know, if you can just get the words out and onto the paper, give some shape and blah, 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 blah. But like the reality is the next day today, I felt like crap all day. Like I literally looked at my shadow and was like, wow, like who is that person? And, you know, I started having these thoughts like, oh man, you know, people are now going to know or know more about my story and my recovery and they're gonna think well of course she looks the way she does like she doesn't you know I don't know like doesn't watch what she eats or whatever like it just made me have all of these voices of what other people must be saying about me now that I'm kind of putting myself out there and like opening myself up to I guess public opinion because I'm sharing my story and yeah, I just kind of wanted to flag that as like, it's great to be creative. It's great to put beauty forth in the world. And it's scary as hell. <laughs> it's really, really scary. And we know that. So that it has to be for you. Like, I think that at the end of the day, There's so many things to be afraid of when you're being a creator, whether you are recovering from an eating disorder or body image issues. Like if you're putting anything out there into the world and sharing it with other people, like, you know, you're going to be afraid if someone will be there to receive it. Like if anyone's even going to care about what you put out there or maybe you're embarrassed because somebody's, you think somebody's going to like be making fun of you behind your back or you you feel small like you have nothing to add to the conversation like who are you um to be adding any 
thing of value to this conversation and I think that's a big one especially for those of us that have struggled with ed or body image it's like we're so used to just like wanting to be invisible and like shrink away um and not be noticed at least that was my experience and i think it's very challenging to what you're used to to put yourself out there and be like hey i have something to say and it's a great exercise but after you do it you're kind of left there standing naked and a little raw like you know you put it out there and you can't necessarily take it back but fear is boring fear is the primal instinct it's literally like the tadpole part of our brains So instead, what I'm trying to do is think about the people who tell me that love has helped them. Think about the sense of purpose that creating and writing and sharing my story gives me. The other day I was at work and some like I had gone into the actual office and someone asked me like, what's going on in your life like what's new and you know the first thing that came to my mind was like babies babies diapers blah 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 like nothing exciting and then I left the conversation I was like but I am really excited about life lately and what is it like I couldn't put my finger on it and I was like oh yeah duh like flab that's that's what's keeping me pumped and motivated like all of the learning and thinking and just mapping out of this topic that I've been doing like that's what's been giving me purpose and the last thing is really just the peace that I feel when I put something out there either on writing or on this podcast like I literally cannot go to sleep anymore if I have something to say and I need to say it like I just can't anymore (laughs) I have to get it out there and someone asked me the other day like where do you find the time to do this and it's like I don't I can't not do it anymore like I have now that I feel like I have something to say I I have to say it I have to I have an idea I have to just put it out there um and as soon as I do it I'm scared um and I worried what people might think or if like I said if even anybody's gonna care what I have to say um, but at the end of the day, it's about me and that it makes me feel good to put it out there and to share my story. And even if it's to a wall that I'm talking to sometimes, like I need to express myself and that's part of me. It can't be silenced anymore. Like now that I've opened it up, it needs to be shared. And... I'm working on finishing Big Magic uh, by Elizabeth Gilbert. It's all about creativity. And, um, you know, she talks in her book about bringing forth the beauty within you in the world. So that's something that's really inspiring. Another great thing that she shared is just that, you know, creating isn't always comfortable, but it's always worth it. 
um she also talks about and for me this is like my biggest aha moment about creator and being a creator it's not about pursuing a life that is professionally or exclusively devoted to the arts you don't need to quit your job you don't need to make money your reward can be as simple and big as feeling alive the magic is the feeling of an amplified life that's often enough to keep you going if you're truly doing what you meant to meant to be doing so that like i said was a breakthrough idea for me and then just the last kind of thing that she said that this is what I just have to repeat to myself over and over. It's like creativity is sacred and it is not sacred. What we make matters enormously and it doesn't matter at all. We are terrified and we are brave. Art is a crushing chore and a wonderful privilege. Make space for all of these paradoxes to be equally true in your soul and you can make anything. And that, I think, is just so beautifully said um, and just reminds us that, you know, we are all creators this year. Uh, there's just so many different ways we can show up as a creator, whether that's, you know, singing, um, writing, drawing, dancing, coaching, cooking a meal for someone like there's so many little things that we can do to bring out that creator in us and we have to do it like without it it's just life is too rote too boring and like I want to spend as much time as I can on this earth living that amplified life that's like a higher vibration a little bit more exciting a little bit more meaningful and last thing I wanted to touch on was a study um, a study about two things sorry two two things I wanted to touch on before I wrap up here um, one it was just a quick no, there was a study about people with eating disorders and creativity and I, I was just doing a little bit of extra research for this and I stumbled upon this and I thought it was really interesting like I would have never thought to ask this question but there was an actual scientific study done asking the question are people with eating disorders less creative and the thinking is that like because typically people with eating disorders are very rigid that they might be less flexible and less creative, therefore less creative. Um, well, they found that um, while there may be evidence that women with an eating disorder may be less flexible in how they approach a task, um, they have um, um, they have no. They did not find that they were less able to come up with. Sol- different solutions um, and be creative um, when solving problems so basically no there is no correlation like if you are a rigid person or if you feel inflexible because of your eating disorder like it doesn't mean you're not creative it doesn't mean that you can't access that within you Um, And then the other thing I wanted to touch on was this idea of creating and it amplifying some of the fears that you might have in you. 
um, just as like a little warning because like I said it kind of just showed up for me and I wasn't expecting it like I know you have to be brave to create I know that like logically but I wasn't expecting my body image dissatisfaction to flare up as much as it did and that might have just been because okay it's new year's day and i'm getting like a hundred and billion emails every minute about weight loss and you know whatever but there um is some research done by olivia reed she's a phd candidate and instructor at pennsylvania state university um, and what she said is what we what we do know is this constantly turning out fresh material for mass consumption often by sharing intimate details of one's life wears on people sometimes the burden can exasperate creators pre-existing issues forcing them to step away or drastically modify their lives and ironically many of these influencers promote a healthy lifestyle though in its current state influencing itself is not a mental health promoting activity so that's like definitely something i need to keep in mind as i'm doing this like i need to always be looking out for me number one first and foremost but if you're considering sharing your story and putting yourself out there a little bit more writing etc just know that like there is that other side of it where it's like it is beautiful that you can share something and put it out in the world but we have to be brave while we're doing it because it is vulnerable it is scary um but at the end of the day if it makes you feel good to organize your thoughts and share the beauty of what you've learned with others in a in a form or expression that suits you like for me writing is the only way i can access this certain part of me um that is clear this like certain clarity and I have to do it. I just have to do it. And this kind of radio show has sort of been a close second to that. But definitely writing is like something that I have to do as part of my practice. And it's going to be scary along the way. And there's going to be things that I bump up against. And, you know, we're, we're learning as we go. So with that thanks so much for tuning in i hope you're having a very very happy new year don't forget to subscribe to the flab newsletter over at flabwellness.com and if you like the show make sure you um like this post or leave a comment and until next time be well and i mean really well